full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome to week one of the Utah State College football season. Happy to have you joining us wherever you're and however you're doing so here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 1069thefan.com, and the 1069thefan mobile app. We are finally there. The 2021 football season anxiously awaits us all as the Utah State Aggies will get ready to head to Pullman, Washington to take on the dreaded Washington State Cougars, uh, led by former Hawaii coach Nick Rolovich. Utah State football had their presser today. Blake Anderson, Devin Tompkins, Justin Rice led it off for the season. You'll hear from each one of them, their comments uh, on Washington State and on themselves. Uh, and you'll hear from Blake Anderson on the quarterback situation, which is getting a little bit more intriguing as we're already getting ready for week one of the season, but yet no starting quarterback has been announced. So that question is, who's that guy going to be? Uh, you'll hear from Blake Anderson about that. We'll get that in about 5 o'clock hour. I think we kind of hit everything there. Um, we'll recap Regional 11 football. Once again, a very exciting week uh, for a lot of these teams. Uh, Mountain Crest guts out one. Green Cannon just, I mean, you want to talk about the Cardiac Wolfpack. This, this this team is just that. What an impressive win for them. Logan dominates in the second half. Stansberry, and speaking of dominating, Ridgeline with another ho-hum win. Uh, we'll get to that and everybody else. Don't forget, at 5.15, we have our bread and butter play of the week. Uh, we're at 5.15. We'll call for that bread and butter play of the week presented by Old Grist Mill. Uh, and for the winner, if they call in at 5.15 with the correct answer of what that bread and butter play was, you will then have four loaves of Old Grist Mill bread. So, uh, again, that's about 5.15, so watch out for that. Uh, we have... We have a... Uh, Excuse me, our text line's open for you. I apologize. Our text line is open for you to be able to text into our show, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. Texting our Gil Mortgage text line, a big thanks to Gil Mortgage for being a part of our show. Hope you guys are uh, um, having a good weekend. How was your weekend? You can text in, let me know. Uh, Are you excited for football this, uh, this Saturday night? Got a chance to see a little bit. How embarrassing was it for Hawaii to get undressed and dismantled like they did versus UCLA? Now, people are going to say UCLA is a good team. Uh, here is the real deal. They're not. Uh, they had lost to some pretty porous teams before, and Hawaii just did not look like they were ready to play. Um, and it was, uh, to put it very bluntly, it was kind of an embarrassing loss. <laughs> um. So, yeah, anyways, we'll uh, we'll get to that the rest of the college football uh, week. Uh, we'll recap NFL preseason week, their final preseason week. Now they get ready for the regular season. Jordan Love goes, uh, what, 12 of 18. He did have a pick in the end zone. Wasn't It was not a smart throw at all whatsoever. Uh, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about him and what else is going on in the rest of the sports world. Again, you want if you want to text into the show, 435 
931-5 text in and says, I heard some talk show host on another radio station comparing all the turmoil of what happened with the coaching last year and the forfeit of game and how that compares this year, using that as a barometer of saying the Aggies aren't going to do very well. What a dumb take. Like win one or maybe two games. P.S. Here's what I have to say to this. Way to go, Brooksy. Um. Yeah. Look, I've 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 said it before, and I'll say it again, and hopefully I don't have to repeat myself with this. But when people want to make their predictions about this year's team, leave last year out of it. Leave last year out. Of it. Last year was a completely different anomaly of what this year is going to be for the Aggies. I mean, different staff. You've got new players, uh, new additions. You got some subtractions. Some of those are good too. Uh, but don't. Don't bring last year's season into this year. There's no reason for it. None. Because it's not even close to what it was. Not even remotely close. And to say otherwise or to say, well, there is some similarities here and there, there's not. There's really not. And I think the players would actually say the, say the same thing. Um, so I would, yeah. I, I would keep last year out of it. Absolutely. Uh, and it kind of bugs me when people bring that up. Like, well, based on last season, we're going to say they go two and whatever. That's not how this is going to go. In fact, I, I was just talking to somebody. Um, if you look at, you know, we Washington State's going to be an interesting kind of just look as it is. But I, I, Washington State, Pullman, Washington is not the end-all, be-all of this year. Not even North Dakota is. It all comes down to conference play. I will take... A loss to Washington and a loss to BYU for wins against Air Force and Boise State. I'll trade the loss to BYU and the loss to Washington State for wins against Air Force and Boise State. Because conference is what matters. Conference play is where it is. And if Utah State can beat Boise State, they're going to be... The in the driver's seat, and in my opinion, the headway favorites to be participating in the Mount West Conference Championship in December. If they beat Air Force and Boise State, they're in the driver's seat, and that driver's seat is looking comfortable because you got Wyoming at home, Colorado State at home. Two key games, two wild card games, as some people would say, at home. You get Hawaii at home, but we know who we. I think we know who Hawaii is, to be very honest with you. Um, and then you're going to UNLV. New Mexico, you're on the road too. But you've got New Mexico State, and that's not really a conference game. Um, but New Mexico State comes just before San Jose State. And you're on the road to San Jose State. That's the toughie. That's the tough one. Is what does San Jose State look like in San Jose State? But that doesn't affect your division. If you beat Air Force and Boise State, it, I don't think it matters what you do against San Jose State because you're still you still have the tiebreaker. So again, I would trade a BYU loss and a Washington State loss. Give me both of those, and then I'll take a wins over Air Force and Boise State, and in the driver's seat for the Mount West Conference Championship. Uh, busy man today, but uh, happy to have him back here on the show. It's uh, Eric France and my co partner in crime here. Eric, I was just, someone had texted in 
saying that they heard somebody on another radio station say because of last year they see the Aggies going two or three wins, two or three wins this year. I said it before, say it again. Don't take last year and compare it and, and say, well, based on last year, this is what this year is going to look like. That's just that's not how this works anymore. No, that's what a lot of national pundits are doing. It's not just you know that the kind of ignorance isn't just limited to someone on another radio station. It's what a lot of national pundits are saying. It's what Las Vegas has said because they're just saying, look, oh, you won one game last year. We'll show some modest improvement and we'll spot the Aggies three. It's going to be different. They haven't been around this program. They haven't been around the players and the coaches. They don't feel the energy that you and I feel when we're there and talking to the players and then seeing the talent that's here that just uh, is continuing to develop from what was here before, but also the influx of new players that are here as well to fill in whatever gaps may have existed before. So that's silly. Hey, it, it, can I? I mean, I, I mean that in the nicest way, calling someone ignorant. No, no, no. You just, I, you just don't know. Yeah, you, you don't. And hey, can I ask you? In fact, I want to ask our listeners too. I, I should have involved them. Uh, again, you can text into our show at four three five three three nine zero three two one. Part of the Gilmore's text line. Um, and I want to know from them as well. And I, I'm pretty sure I know this answer, but I just don't want to seem like I'm arrogant or ignorant. Would you trade a Washington State loss and a BYU loss for an Air Force and Boise State wins? Sorry, say it one more time. Would you trade a losses to BYU and Washington State for wins against Air Force and Boise State? Yes. Yeah, okay. I just I want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Well, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? That's right? exactly, To that's, win the conference That's what I said, too. Hey, and then, hey, dumb question for you. I they, know, don't, they don't break huddles saying... Beat BYU. Non-conference champions. Beat Washington State. <laughs> they say Mountain West champs. Yep. Uh, I was going to ask you. Okay, so with hypothetically, I know we like to play this game, but if, <laughs> it's it, our favorite it, game. It, on it this really show. is, isn't it? Except but, for maybe actor, player, and coach, but it's close. Oh, that's my favorite game. Oh my gosh, I love that game. Uh, <laughs> if the Aggies beat Air Force in Boise State. And run the table going into San Jose State. It doesn't matter what happens in that San Jose State game, right? Like even if if they, whether they win well, or lose, it doesn't matter. It because potentially the- could because remember this happened to Boise State uh, a few years back, where um they had a similar record as the Aggies, but because they lost a game in the West Division, uh, that created a path for Utah State to be the Mountain division representative at the conference championship game. Okay. And I remember Boise, like they threw a fit. They're all upset. I do remember this. Like, cause it's a, it's not necessarily who's best in your division. It's who's the, the best overall in your division in conference play. It's not like how you played against teams in your division. <laughs> it sounds kind of funky, but uh, it's not like, how did you perform against Boise state? Air Force, Colorado State, Wyoming, Utah State, New Mexico. It's who was the best team in that division mm. to represent the division. So Boise State was trying to contend that, hey, we were the best team against the other opponents are in our division. We should represent our division at the conference uh, conference title game. But the rules state it's the two best teams out of each respective division. And since... Boise State had lost a game. I can't remember who it was to, but it was in the uh, it was in the west either. side. Yeah, um, 
and because of that, it put Utah State ahead of them to represent and go to the uh, the conference title game. All right. Okay, well, let's beat San Jose State then. Uh, <laughs> other than that, but yeah, I just, again, circle of life here. Let's get back to the point at hand. Don't compare last season to this season because it doesn't work. It doesn't even it doesn't even try. Again, you'll hear from Blake Ganders and Devin Tompkins, Justin Rice, who kicked off this year's weekly presser uh, as the Yankees get ready for the Cougars. Again, 9 o'clock Mountain Time kickoff. Oh, man, I looked at the itinerary. We're not getting back till close to 4 in the morning. That sounds fun. Oh, man. Uh, don't forget pregame with Al Lewis here on six or on our sister station six ten KVNU. I believe that's being simulcasted on this station as well. And then post game, same thing, same story, where you get to call in and share your thoughts and emotions, win or loss. Uh, these gentlemen will be here to take care of you. Uh, again, they'll be immediately following the game whenever it is, and you'll have the press conference as well. I'm excited for Aggie call. Post-game Love it. Press conference it's live, fun. by the way, too. Yeah, KVNU Aggie call. It's uh, it can be cathartic. Like we can all kind of work through the frustrations together. Um, there have been times where we have been the focus of that frustration and anger, and I, you know, that's fine. But um, uh, I, I love being able to interact with Aggie fans, and we can all react to it together. Uh, what we just saw, whether we celebrate together, share our concerns together, and uh, I love having Ryan Bowman, former Aggie football player. Oh, I still need to text him. Uh, great eye for the for the game, so he brings uh, he doesn't hold back. He just calls it as he sees it. Um, with it, yeah, both ways. He's not just a negative Nelly. I mean, he sees he's he's there to celebrate the good things too. So, um, I'm really looking forward to this year and our broadcast crew and um, how it all comes together. And invite you to come along. Yep, absolutely. Again, I'll be following immediately following the game. Uh, you'll hear from Blake Anderson and other players in the uh, press conference. Again, whether it's a win or loss, they'll be here for you. Uh, look forward to having our uh, opponent research Wednesday. We'll get back to that on Wednesday. We'll have that uh, here on the Full Court Press where we die, dive into who the Washington State Cougars are. You'll hear a little bit from that uh, from Quake, from Quake, from Blake Anderson. What was that a combination of? No, we're not doing that. Don't. Eric. Who, whose two names Don't. are you trying to merge into Why do you one? Th- <laughs> Are you trying to say Craig? Quake. <laughs> Why I hate you so bad. Freezes Quake. Freeze. Quake f- Thomason? Shit, what if I ever did that? <laughs> hey, guy, uh, uh, Mr. Quake? Oh, dude, he would hang up. He'd be like, you know what? This is a joke. What are we doing here? <laughs> Call. It's uh, <laughs> a good question. What are we doing? <laughs> um... Eric, we'll save the, all the Aggie audio for the 5 o'clock hour. Again, don't forget our bread and butter coming up from Will Grist Mill at 5.15. We'll also get to that. Um, we're going to take a break here in just a bit. We'll get you some high school football recap. You need to know what's going on. Oh, do you have our pick six results? Oh, I will. I will. Yes. And coming up at 5.15, Old Grist Mill bread and butter play of the game. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? I'm just reminding everybody. I'm making it a really strong point of emphasis. I just did that 15 seconds ago. I know. I want to make sure I say it too. Sometimes, you know, when somebody speaks, it just becomes white noise. But when somebody else says it, it's like rings through. Bull crap. (laughs) Uh, Sounds like Ajay's special bread, butter, sound, bite, wet, the mixing of names. 
soundbite wet. I don't even know what that means. Nor do I want to. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to ignore that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, but you you, you did hi- uh, touch on that there were – we would give you an update on Sky. Uh, excuse me, high school sports. We had some wild – Oh, dude. Finishes. Like, how does Green Canyon do games. this? I'm serious. I'm sitting there calling. It's an exciting a, Friday night. I'm sitting night. there calling a game on for Utah Sports TV. I look at my phone. Oh, I should have said it. Uh, I look at my phone, and I'm like. That doesn't matter. Oh, okay. You can say it. Dude, it was a blast. It wasn't By for any way, of our teams, so. I'm going to kill you for that for the freaking text you sent me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out <laughs> for no reason at all. <laughs> so, you're going to get an uh, atomic wedgie. good. Uh, and then, second of all. I'm sitting there, I look at my phone as we're about to come back on air, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Green Canyon did it! <laughs> that comes out of my mouth on air, so I'm like, I guess I'll update the crowd on what's going on. I couldn't believe it! Like, dude, I'm, I'm Cardiac Wolf Pack, that's who they are. That is exactly who they are the last two weeks. It's amazing I don't how, know they how keep finding Andrew ways can, to win. Coach Andrew can keep doing this. I really don't know how he can keep doing this. He's too old for this job. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll talk high school football. Oh, yeah, it was just a crazy week. We'll let you know the games upcoming this week. One game on a Thursday night. Rest or Friday night. We'll get to that more here on uh, 106.9 The Fan. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show? Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay, because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he if Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn on the run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Dan Patrick, weekday mornings from seven to ten on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, "I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere." Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. Clear the road, we have supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We all know some of the side effects of not sleeping well or forgetfulness, inability to focus, bad driving, hallucinations now and again. Does this sound familiar? City of Lewiston? Lewiston. We at My Mattress care about you and your well-being. Prove all the other cities wrong and show them that you do care about better sleep and buy a mattress at My Mattress. If you're sleep-deprived and can't remember where we're located, we're at 981 South Main by the South Walmart, Lewiston. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Essie Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing, so you'll get Essie Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. 
We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Did you hear that the the baby that appeared on the cover of this album is now like suing the band? Why? Well, it's a picture of a naked baby in the water. And now he's like suing him. You exploited me in my nakedness when I was an infant. Are you serious? Do you think you'll win that suit? Well, someone had to grant the release. That, yeah. Yeah, you well, can use a picture of my son. Yeah, so sue your mom and dad. Don't sue the Nirvana <laughs> band. I know. Oh, jeez. Welcome to 2021. I know. <laughs> hey, if you ever want to find the Cash Valley uh, or uh, Regional 11 scores, go to CashValleyDaily.com. They do a great job with photos, recaps. You can even see the archives of games and watch the videos and, and uh, re-watch the game in itself. If you or mom or the kid wants to watch film and you guys don't film at home, you go back and do it on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, go to the sports page and it's all there for you. What a week. I should say what a weekend. For Region 11, uh, who do who were extremely good, um, and without pushing them aside, I don't want to do that. Westside beaten first in overtime, 26-20. My goodness. Yeah, their win streak continues. Skyviews has come to an end, but um, Westside, man, they keep finding ways to win. That is a that is a serious program. Yes, absolutely. Hey, uh, four. I missed this text. Five six six two. Text into the show and says, as much as I can't stand BYU, I might be okay with losing to them in Washington State if that means wins against Air Force and Boise State. That could possibly mean a Mountain West Conference championship in Blake Ganderson's first year. Who would complain about that? Also, thanks for the tickets for the two games Friday. It turned out to be a couple of good games. Sure did. It was a blast. Yep. That was fun. It was, it was good it's good to see the Rocky Mountain kickoff come back. It was it was a blast. So thanks for uh, being Long a part night. of the show. And thanks, oh, my gosh. I mean, dude, you game- and I knew. Like oh. one game starting at six fifteen and the other one at eight fifteen, that was never going to happen. And we cruised through the first half. Like our first half, sorry, when I say we, I mean Roy Clearfield. I mean we were done in an hour and fifteen minutes with the first half. We blew through that, and then the second half came along and it was just, I mean, trudging through mud. It took forever. I mean, and and the game's like a, and so Roy's just close to putting the mercy roll on. And in, I shouldn't say this, but in my heart, I was like, Roy has four, a first and goal. And I'm like, come on, guys, score this thing. And let's let this clock run. I want to go home today. And, and uh, of course, the football gods were like, yeah, absolutely. And they don't score on fourth and goal. And I look at AJ, and I didn't say anything. I just kind of looked at him, and I thought, I gave him a look of, we're going to be it, we're gonna be here till midnight. It's going to be, and we didn't have much of a post game. It was like a three-minute post game. And so I look at the clock and it's midnight and we had just finished our post game at midnight. A 3 minute post game and we finished at midnight. That was nuts. 
Well, I, so you're referencing the text that I sent you. Oh, dude. So the game was supposed to start at 8.15. <laughs> the Logan game was before, and it was still going. Logan, my gosh, talk about that turnover thrown got used a lot. So, uh, five of the seven turnovers in the second half. Four of them were – they just couldn't hold on to the pigskin. Well, one of them, the Stansbury guy's, like, running, and I don't know what he does, but instead of, like, you know, cradling it like you should, he has it sticking out for the world to see. And some Mountain kid or some Logan kid just comes by, like, doesn't even have to really put a whole lot of effort in it, just slaps the ball out of the hand. It was just careless stuff by Stansbury. But give Logan a lot of credit. They pressure the quarterback. They hit him every time they had the chance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't miss chances for turnovers. Like, whether it was a fumble or a pick, they got after it. Oh, and, and side note, can I just tell you how cool it was to watch Al Lewis call a game in the press box again at Aggie uh, at Maverick Stadium? That just... It's it, like old hat for dude, him. It just... Oh, I know. I'm like having to use binoculars. I'm like, oh, I think it's that player. Yeah, that's number 31. Okay, yeah, I got it. Al's no, there's no binoculars. He's just like, yeah, number three, and he just by name, I mean, just one after. And I'm like, okay, God does his homework. Why do I gotta follow him up? Why do I have to do it? <laughs> oh, oh, and then not only did my game end at midnight, but the crowd mic, and I hope Al's not listening, but the crowd mic is leaning out the window, and I didn't know like what cords I was unplugging or whatever, but I unplug one of them, and that mic just drops like forty feet. All I heard is, do 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 I'm like, oh, there goes the crowd bike. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and uh, AJ Knight, who's my coach, we'll just, we'll just take it looks out down your and he goes, uh, yeah, dude, you might need to go get that. And you better hope that didn't hit anybody. And I'm like, oh. So I take a dead sprint. I don't even take the elevator. I just sprint down the stairs. And I finally get to the to the part, and I see the, the microphone, this cord just draped over some seats, the blue seats. No one's laying on the ground. There's no blood. That's good. But the, the microphone had a dent in it, and it had some blue from the Aggie Blue seats, too. So, Al, if you're listening. <laughs> Great. Thanks, AJ. We, oh, oh, Damaging a company it. equipment you on non-company it. time. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I swear. No. I <laughs> I told Kevin. I was like, Kevin, uh, I'll go buy us a new mic. And he's like, nah, this one's cheap. We'll just go get a new one for Al. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. Bye. Anyways, <laughs> so at uh, on the schedule it said the second game was supposed to start at eight fifteen, and so at like eight ten, is that when I sent you the text? Like you're gonna be, are you ready to start your broadcast in five minutes? Oh man, <laughs> you say, so I'm like looking down like, hey, <laughs> you ready to start your broadcast in five minutes? And we had just ended the third quarter, just ended the third quarter, and I look at the clock and I look at your my phone, look at the clock again, look at my phone, and I'm like, no. We just ended the third quarter. And so then I think you're serious. And so I call you. I'm like, what's going on? You're like, oh, nothing. We're just hanging out. Wanted to see how you were doing. I well, I didn't intend it for that, but... Uh, yeah, you did. It's okay that you took it that way. Yeah, you did. You meant it that way, too. Uh, let's go through some of the scores. Again, we just talked about Logan and Stansbury. Logan, 37-27. This is after Logan trailed 19-9. to they trailed 19 to 9 and then scored, do the math for me, 19 unanswered points. They were up 28 to 19. I just, I mean, and laid it on defensively, Eric. They were so good. Well, that Logan team, yeah, seven takeaways, 
I mean, that offense is coming along, and um, I just am so excited for Logan High to be where they're at right now because they've had some troubling years. They've been down. There's been some you know inconsistencies there. But as we talked about this before the year began. This is a team that has more returning talent than anybody in Region 11, and it's starting to show. Uh, Coach Bowen's doing a great job. Love to see how well they're doing. Uh, they take their show on the road this week. They're going up to Highland. Actually, they play that game in the Holt Arena. Oh, fun. So it's kind of cool for them to do that. So two uh, two weeks in a row, they get to play at a uh, larger-than-normal uh, football stadium. So good for them. Really excited for Logan High and how well they're doing. A big win over Stansbury, a team that took care of Mountain Crest, struggled against Ridgeline, uh, but this was a good measuring stick for Logan to see just where they're at. Mm-hmm. And they, they responded man, great, great second half. By the way, I love their quarterback. I love how calm he is in the pocket. Like that's what I really kept uh, an eye on him because I enjoyed watching him. Uh, there was twice where he had to step into a throw and he knew he was going to get hit and hit hard and he took it anyways. Uh, handled it really well. Uh, he has great footwork. His, I love his throwing motion and he can huck that ball. <laughs> I mean, there's one of them. Where he's standing like at his own three on the drop back, lets it go, and I think if I'm not mistaken, ball lands at like the forty, maybe the forty-two yard line of the other side of the field. It was incomplete, but it was a heck of a throw. I, I like everything about their quarterback too. He's and so I owe Logan an apology, Eric, because I came out when we did our predictions and said. Logan doesn't have a chance. They're going to be at the bottom of the pecking order here. They're 3-0 for the first time since 2015. Uh, they snapped a three-game losing streak to a good Stansbury team. I see them beating Highland this week. They could be 4-0 and going into region play. Yeah, Logan, I, I think I got I have to re-evaluate my, my rankings. Uh, I had Ridgeline 1, Skyview 2. Um, I believe I had Green Canyon 3. I think you and I were consistent on that. Um, and then I had Logan four. I have to move Logan up. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Look, Skyview lost. I mean, he was on the road but at Rigby. But still, the way that they lost is surprising to me. Yeah. So uh, Lo- I think I've got to put Logan as number two. Green Canyon at number three. And I'm, I'm knocking Skyview down to number four right now. Logan outscored Stansbury 21 in the 21 nothing in the third. Overcame a 10 point halftime deficit. Again, their quarterback was absolutely phenomenal. Their defense was just as good with seven turnovers. Logan wins at 37-27. Let's go ahead and move on to another game that uh, you could call it a statement game. It's more of a ho hum thing. Nobody's surprised outside of Millville or Providence. Final score: Ridgeline 42, Snow Canyon seven. Caden Cox and Owen White pretty much led the entire way. White carried the ball for 20. 20- 23 carries, Eric, for 262 yards and two touchdowns. Cox, 13 of 21 for 148 and four TDs. Ridgeline, 3-0, and and absolutely a truck machine is what they are. Well, it's not what they're doing offensively alone. I mean, a lot of attention on that offense, Caden Cox, and deservedly so, but that defense is not getting enough credit. How they're limiting opponents, how they're just taking away the strength of their the the team that they're they're facing. Uh, Ridgeline's doing a phenomenal job with uh, how they're handling things on both sides of the ball. Um, you just 
they look to be the class of 4A. And it's, yeah, there's nobody remotely close right now. In fact, not one single receiver running back totals 100 yards in that game. Again, 42 to 42 to 7 is your final score over Snow King. What was daunted to be as a offensive showcase, and everyone went to go see an offense, and the wrong one showed up for a lot of people south of North uh, northern Utah. Uh, this one, probably the game of the night in all without uh, with all due respect to anybody else, but Green Canyon beat Skyline Idaho, the defending 5A champs, 16 to 15. They block a punt. Eric, give me the give me the in fact give us a okay. replay. I won't do it. Yeah, so I'm here on Friday night helping out, you know, make sure these games get on the air and stay on the air. We appreciate your great work. And then uh, when they're done. And so uh, Green Canyon, they were always kind of in it, but just really had a hard time like getting much traction, especially in the first half. They started to get a few plays go their way in the second half. Um, and But it looks like Skyline of Idaho is going to hang on. Like They're still up, and they're looks like they're going to hold on a 15-13 to 13 lead. Clock's winding down. All they need to do is get a clean punt. And it's pretty much game over. Um, but you know the Green Canyon defense, they hold strong. They don't give them any room. They're, they're keeping Skyline back up against on the short end of the, of the field, on their side of the field. So Skyline is, like they, they try to milk as much clock as they can, and then they punt the ball. But uh, the way that, that uh, the, the punter was rolling out, Green Canyon, pretty consistent on things and keeping an eye on him, get after him, block the punt, recover on a short field, run a play, just try to see if they can get anywhere into the end zone. Um, and then it literally was a walk-off field goal. They had nothing else to do. They had no more timeouts. They take their time, make sure they don't rush it. They uh, they hike the ball as the clock is winding down to zero, kick it straight through the uprights, zeros across the board, and Green Canyon goes up by one to win the game on literally a walk-off field goal. Jack Stevens goes on the on the ground for 15 carries, 83 yards, and through the air, not too bad. 15 of 31 for 235 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and through the air, uh, at least with the hands, Caden Stewart, seven ca- or seven catches, 138 yards. Holy cow! It, this week after week after week, Green Canyon is in these close games, and something down of the wire goes their way. So, I mean. That can mean a couple of different things, Ajay. Um, that to just they're getting lucky, or you know they're working hard and luck follows effort. Um, what I would be worried about is can this continue to happen for another week, for two more weeks, for three more weeks? Can they still be in these games where at the last minute something dramatic happens to help them seal the victory, or will it start to catch up to them a little bit? But gosh, right now, look, I, these are these are these are effort plays that they're making to get these to seal these victories, either to seal it to prevent the team from the opposing team from coming down for a last second thing with a, a last uh, uh, interception to take it away, take away the drive, or a last second punt uh, block it gets them a field goal. This team's doing those little things necessary. To still give them victories. So I have to give Coach Ander and that the Green Canyon team a lot of credit for how they're hanging in there and uh, playing all the way through. Mount Chris had given up 100 points in their first two games combined. Then comes Box Elder, where they give up seven in the first quarter and then shut out Box Elder the rest of the way. Final score, Mountain Chris wins it 
twenty to seven to pick up their first win of the year. Preston Lofthouse leads the way, twenty one carries, one hundred sixty seven yards, two touchdowns, only five of fifteen through the year for forty five yards. But they didn't need it because everything else was done on the ground. Terrell uh, Lee had uh, two catches for twenty nine yards. Uh, but good for Mountain Crest, picked up a big, nice win over Box Elder. Lofthouse, Preston Lofthouse could not be stopped. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of the spin moves. He was slippery. They just couldn't wrap him up. And that was just one of those games where you just keep going after him and going after him and going after him. And then eventually it starts to come loose and you start to make some things happen. Uh, and that's when Mountain Crest really started to pull away. Uh, a touchdown late in the game to help to uh, definitively seal the victory. So a great win for Mountain Crest. Over a Box Elder team that's been struggling, trying to find themselves, uh, which will set up a really interesting matchup this weekend, uh, this Friday, between Box Elder and Bear River. But great win by the Mustangs and uh, their new head coach. Uh, Skyview trailed by one after the first quarter, 7-6, to six, and then allowed 22 unanswered in the second quarter. They were down 29-6, never recovered. In fact, to get absolutely routed by Rigby, Idaho Trojans. Final score, 43-6 to six in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, it just that one that was surprising. Seem like Skyview, man, really that surprising. Doesn't seem like Skyview to me. That's their first regular season loss in like three years. The stretch of what was it like twenty seven? Yeah, straight regular season games that they had won yeah. come to an end, and not just that they lost, but how they lost. Yeah, just the way they got dominant on both sides of the ball too. Yes. Uh, how did Bear River do? Do we have a score on that? Yeah, Bear River lost forty eight to eighteen. Ah. Um, they looked like they were starting to make some gains and improvements, but uh, this, this Madison team that they faced was on their turf, their place. Um, they'd been hosting teams all weekend, but uh, Bear River yeah, really really struggled to get things going. Uh, and uh, just as you start to see some glimpses that maybe the Bears are going to start to turn a corner, they have some more setbacks. So that's why I think this this game Friday, this great rivalry between Bear River and Box Elder. Should be a really important game for the Bears uh, as they've been trying to get on track, and this could be a really good opportunity for them to do that. Again, uh, don't forget that you can find all the games on CashValleyDaily.com. Great photographs. I love the photographs, by the way. There are some great pictures yeah, on there. There's some great galleries yeah, they, on there. They're yeah. really, really fun. Uh, so here's what the schedule looks like for this Friday, September 3rd. by Rivers at Box Elder. You can find that game on 104.9 The Ranch. Rod Zundel, Tommy Nilton will be on the call. Skyview will be taking on Mountain Ridge. Uh, they'll be in Smithfield. John Newbold, Rex Davis uh, will be on the airways for you on that one. Green Canyon will take on Morgan at Morgan. Craig Hislop, John Russell. Logan uh, will have Highland, Idaho, in Highland, Idaho, part of that uh, uh, whole arena thing that they're doing. So Al Lewis and Josh Anderson on 610 KVNU. Uh, don't forget that Green Cannon's on 100.9 Light FM. And, of course, Skyview's on this very station, 106.9, the Fan Ridgeline. No, again, we're going to say it's a tough game, but Ridgeline's been doing these whole tough game, blow them out by 30 things. But Ridgeline's going to be at Woods Cross. Uh, that all this, and by all these games are slated for 7 o'clock. Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger on the call there. That actually is on a Thursday night, not Friday. That'll be a Thursday night game, Ridgeline and Woods Cross. And then Mountain Crest will host Bonneville. Uh, do and that will be AJ Knight and John Olton. Ridgeline will be on 104.5 The Ranch. Mountain Crest on 107.7 KLZX. And then region play gets going. Mountain Crest will host Logan. Uh, Ridgeline will take on Green Canyon. Logan, or excuse me, uh, Skyview will be taking on Bear River. And so those games, with the exception of Bear River, will have their separate broadcast. But every other game 
uh, will be simulcast, so you're able to just turn into both stations, and you'll hear one play-by-play call uh, for region play. And that will go through October 8th, and then you have UEA weekend, where teams will play on Wednesday night. And then, of course, on October 13th, and it will come quicker than you expect, we will have 4A state playoff action. Again, only two regions in our class. Region 9 in Southern Utah, Region 11 here. That's it. Nobody else. So it'll be kind of interesting how this all shakes out in regards to the RPI rankings. You're listening to the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30 plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality. Of it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Logan, USU students. We hope you love it here and encourage you to support our community by shopping local. An easy way to do this is to pick up a copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. This contest recognizes the top two businesses in nearly 200 categories, voted on by you, the consumer. It's the contest every business wants to win. Pick up your free copy at a number of locations around town, including Lee's Marketplace, Al's Sporting Goods, Beehive Grill, and Angie's, or go to bestofnorthernutah.com. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skincare, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blatter Benyon and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, 1069thefan.com, or carrying us wherever you are doing so. Uh... On the mobile app 106 and the fan, which is totally free in the app store. Ajay Salves and Eric Franson here. Uh, thanks for joining us on your Monday. Hope you're having a good Monday afternoon, getting you through the uh, Monday blues, but also it's a happy week. We are in week one officially of the college football season, week zero, just last week. How embarrassed are you if you're Hawaii? Uh, yeah, thanks for turning my mic on. How embarrassed am I? That team hadn't won a non-conference, or at least they hadn't won 
a opening non-conference game in Chip Kelly's era at UCLA until they just beat Hawaii. Yeah, but still, it's UCLA. Eric, it's UCLA and teams. Do you want to see the teams that have beaten UCLA in week one? Do you, I mean, do you, <laughs> we, we can do this. In fact, I probably should have done this already. I, I can take a look for you right now, and we can look at what UCLA's done in the last, uh, what, uh, what, five years, I think it is, now that he's uh, he's been under the helm. And it's not great. Okay, so in 2020, Eric, they lost to Colorado by six. Okay, conference opponent. In 2019. Power five school. They lost to Cincinnati 24 to 14 as part of a three-game losing streak in which, by the way, they lost to San Diego State by nine the next week. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They lost to Cincinnati the year before that, 26 to 17. And 2017, they beat Texas A&M by four. They beat Hawaii 56 to 23. That might have been a better version of what UCL is. And then the week or year before that, in 2016, they lost 31-24 to A&M inside a college station. So, uh, yeah. They, uh, to get beat is one thing. To get embarrassed by UCLA like that is, is another. In fact, 9-3-1-5, I think Kawhi doesn't win very many games this year. And UCLA is overrated just like yours. Just like always. Okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if UCLA is overrated because I don't think anybody rates them. Uh, yeah, well, it was you know, thing for me that was interesting for the Warriors. Uh, Kevin Cordero, I think he can be a pretty interesting quarterback uh, for Hawaii. I think he can be a difficult cover, but um, it didn't look like they really got a lot of any consistency in offense. None at all whatsoever. Yeah, forty-four ten was your final score inside of uh, the Coliseum. Forty-four ten again is your final score. Fresno State forty-five nothing over UConn. Yeah, I mean UConn is like a glorified F- FCS football program. What Utah State was in 2004 through 2009? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, we talked about uh, how good San Jose State could be this year. They throttled Southern Utah 45-14 to final. Nick Starkle, 16-27 uh, for 394 and four touchdowns. Tyler Nevins had 12 carries for 91 yards in their one of their best receivers, Charles Ross, three receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown as well. San Jose State's going to be a good team this year, I think. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more about them when they head to USC next week uh, for a 3 o'clock game, but watch out for uh, USC. Yeah, Starkle, um, Starkle's a real deal. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a great quarterback. Um, and that, that, that San Jose State team so far, you know, just carrying over what they did a year ago, um, but how far can they continue that? Yeah. Uh, Illinois beating a – dude, Scott Frost see, is not only just on fire, but it's lit with gasoline. There's a hole in the middle. 30-22, to 22, losers to Illinois. That is so bad. That team has got – oh, they got to stop. By the way, and New Mexico State's a bye week as well. Uh, they lost 30-3 to three to UTEP. So we got a bye week in there before we get ready for San Jose State. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, this, again, that's another glorified FCS program. Yeah, yeah. I would, it should be an FCS program. Yep. Uh, this week, uh, Boise State gets ready for Central Florida. That game will be on ESPN, and uh, that will be at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, Boise State and UCF should be a good game. I'm actually excited about that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, UCF opens up as a uh, five-point favorite. Um, and Boise State, they've got a new coach. UCF has a new coach. Both programs have... Um, been schools that uh, gain national attention for 
great winning uh, cultures, a lot of wins, a lot of offense, being in a top 25, you know, flirting with big bowl game invitations. So this could be a really big showdown to really see with these new coaching staffs, is it going to be a continuation or will there start to be a drop-off? Um, so, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Thursday at 5. Uh, let's see here. Weber State takes on Utah because Utah doesn't want to play Utah State. That's always, always a fun argument to have. Uh, looking at some other games, Utah State again, 9 o'clock on Saturday night. Penn State, Wisconsin will be good, 10 versus 12. That's about 8 a, or excuse me, well, 8 a.m., I guess. No, 10 a.m. our time. Sorry, I looked at the wrong time. Alabama-Miami at 1.30 on ABC. That, ooh, that'll be dandy. I'm trying to look for any other Mount West Conference games, and I can't find them. Uh, anything else that would intrigue me? Nevada takes on the Cal Golden Bears in Cal. Uh, New Mexico State now has to go to San Diego State. Poor kids. Oh, New Mexico State's so bad. Utah State's going to just blast them. Uh, in fact, if the over-under is not 45 and a half, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> uh, the couple of um, Mountain West Conference teams that open against uh, lower-level competition, like New Mexico is hosting Houston Baptist on Thursday. UNLV hosting Eastern Washington Thursday night. Uh, Colorado State is hosting South Dakota State. Um, but then you've got some other ones that um, – could be, could it be interesting like Fresno State at Oregon. Uh, Fresno State with a good opener, fine tune a few things. Oregon though, they may have uh, college football playoff intentions. Yeah, so and they're not gonna that's going to be a tough spoil that tough cover. Absolutely. Uh, Montana State's at Wyoming, Lafayette's at Air Force. So some other lower level things. And as you mentioned, San Jose is at USC, Nevada's at Cal. So some good opportunities there for some Mountain West teams to maybe make some noise against Pac-12 opponents. Uh, and then additionally, other than what you've already said, uh, Hawaii hosting Portland State, 10 p.m., uh, late kickoff. But uh, Hawaii looking their wounds and uh, playing against a lower division and hopefully opportunity to make some corrections. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll have our pick six results. It's all here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press. AJ, come into my office. I am going to give you a year's supply of pizza, Diet Dr. Pepper, crazy bread, and the sauce. Think on that. You come back and let me know. Instead, you come back and say, what? <laughs> I'm just going to take the crazy bread and take my chances. The things are going to work out better. <laughs> Could you imagine Noel's going back and like, hey, I was wondering that $70 million, if it's still in the bank account, could I, uh, that could I take it still again? Good? Is it still standing on the table? Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olsen Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. 
This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions in all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. I just, I want people to know that your house is beautiful and that we had good times in there. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> we had good times in there? Yeah. Watching games, sharing a popcorn, hanging out with Reggie. <laughs> we did that at your house. You're confusing the, uh, the location of Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mrs. Franson invited me several times, and you just shut the door on me or tell me that you're not home by screaming through the door. We're not home. (laughs) No one home. I remember that. Uh, Automated voice. All right, dude. By the way, if I lose pick six, you're not getting anything this week. I'm so sick of paying you. Uh, Let's find out what happened, all right? Shall we? We already know what happened. We're going to find out together. I feel like you already know. Six things, three different lines each. So, six things we thought could happen this weekend. Uh, Jordan Love passing yards. And it was the Packers against the Bills. Uh, we set the line at 125 and a half. I said over. You said under. He threw for 149. So it's one for me. Uh, Nebraska at Illinois. We talked about that game. Nebraska was favored by seven. It was actually Illinois who won by eight. So uh, I got that wrong. You got that correct. Uh, Fresno State rushing touchdowns versus UConn. Set the line at three and a half. Uh, they only had one. You took the under, I took the over. So now you've got two to my one. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Giants and Braves baseball, Logan Webb on the mound on Saturday. Uh, you set the line at two and a half earned runs. Zero. It's zero earned runs. So neither one of us got that because we both took the over. Uh, Yankees and Athletics. Who would win the series over the weekend? Uh, it was actually the Yankees winning two to one. Uh, you took the Yankees. I took the Athletics. So now that's three for you. I'm only got one. And now to our last one here. Rays and Orioles Sunday afternoon. Rays by four and a half. Rays did win. They won by actually four, but we both took the over. So, Ajay, you win. Wait, are you serious? Three to one. Eight zero zero three. text in. Ajay wins. Yes. Yes. I win. Ajay wins. Look, if it would have come down to the tiebreaker, you would have won that too. Hey, can I just request? Can I, I just want a marshmallow pie. You got me so addicted. And I can't find them anywhere, by the way. I can't find them anywhere. Just give me a marshmallow oh, pie. I know. I and know that's the place all I to want. Get them. Where do you get them at? Well, maybe I don't want to tell you because it'll be my little secret. Just <laughs> something I can hold over you. Hey, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, Dan Patrick's Above the Noise to help uh, split us apart and introduce us to the second hour. It's presented by Napa Auto Parts. Napa Gold Filter Sale runs through September 1st. All the way through September 15th, the best deal on filters is now you're in the Napa Gold Filter Sale. Every Napa filter is on sale from Napa 15W40 oil at $9.99 a gallon to Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil, which is $2.99 a quart, and the Full Synthetic Blend Oil at $1.99 a quart, and Seafoam Fuel Additive at $5.99 a can. These offers and a whole lot more valid through the Napa Gold Filter Sale now through September 15th, or I guess September 1st through September 15th, at your five locally owned Napa Auto Part locations, Preston and Providence, Napa Auto Port stores. Appreciate them being a part of our show 
and Dan Patrick's Above the Noise. Coming up, you'll hear from Blake Anderson, Devin Tompkins, Justin Rice. We're going to talk Aggie football as they get ready for week one of the season, Saturday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And the bread and butter play of the game, calling for it at 515. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Ending the game with the most points is traditionally viewed as a victory, but it's not that simple in the NFL preseason. A real win is getting out of a game without injuries. You want to let your starters get some kind of rhythm and then at the same time minimize the risk. It's a tough assignment. The Ravens weren't so lucky this weekend. They lost their promising running back J.K. Dobbins to a torn ACL. There were other injuries. The Colts' T.Y. Hilton is going to miss several weeks with a neck injury. The Vikings' tight end Herb Smith will be out sometime with a knee injury. The list goes on. Fortunately for the teams, there were no major quarterback injuries. The Colts, still hopeful Carson Wentz, will be there in week one. Unless there's a surprise trade, it seems the sport's most important position is basically set. For now, there's still plenty of optimism around the NFL. So enjoy it, because before long... Wins and losses are going to mean a whole lot more. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan happy monday evening to you one and all 501's our start time here on an august 30th as we close out the month of august and get you ready for college football season that all starts this saturday night 8 p.m mountain time as the or 9 p.m mountain time 8 p.m pacific time yes can't wait to Very lose. Good. Can't wait to lose an hour coming into Utah. <laughs> uh, game will be shown on Pac-12 Network. We'll have pregame coverage an hour before kickoff. Do you have the Pac-12 Network? Um, I think we do. I'm sure. Wait, wait I guess it's no. Is it only on Dish? Uh, don't oh, know. You better fix that we for Al. Better be checking in on yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say you better fix that for Al. He's gonna lose his mind. Uh, Vegas line. This is for just entertainment purposes, just for conversation. Oh, let's. Vegas has Washington State winning by seventeen, with the over under at sixty six and a half. So, I don't know. Interesting. Some op. So it looks like. They're predicting some offense will be played. Uh, but the Washington State by 17. I don't know, Ajay. I think that seems a little aggressive to me. But I understand why they'd put it. I mean, Vegas only thinks the Aggies are going to win three games. Which they won't. Sorry. They'll do more. Twitter's being mean to Josh Heupel. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, it's brutal, too. Uh, again, yeah, 8, uh, eight o'clock uh, Pacific time, 9 o'clock Mountain time kickoff. Again, pregame with Al Lewis, uh, one hour before game time. And then, of course, you have postgame after. Whether the Aggies win or lose, they'll, these guys will be here for you to take care of you. Our Guild Mortgage text line is open for you guys to be a part of. If you want to text into our show, we are more than happy to have you. 435-339-0321. Again, 435 435- Three three nine zero three two one. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of Week One Washington State football, I want to hear from our listeners. Like, what is your feeling on this Saturday? Because when we've played like LSU, Michigan State, Wake Forest, Auburn, Oklahoma, 
uh, Alabama. I just Texas think, A&M. Texas A&M. I'm just like, I just hope nobody, A, gets hurt, and B, we don't soil ourselves. And see if we get the lead, that we don't lose it at the last second, that they'll just take the lead with like in the fourth quarter instead of letting us get our hearts broken. See, there have been some games this, where I have that attitude, but there was a stretch there where I felt like this is going to be the, the time Utah State gets a win over Power 5 school on the road. Like, I legit thought that when Utah State was at Wisconsin. I legit you, thought serious? that when Utah State was at USC. That's drugs, man. You got to quit. There's no way. They Eric. came super close. They almost Eric, did it. Super close. Really? So we're playing horseshoes or we're playing game of football? Super close. I, but it th- wasn't a body bag, roll them up and ship them out. No, it was worse than that. And USC wasn't that good that year, by the way. It was like, wasn't like 13 to 9. It wasn't Keaton, our quarterback. Yes. And he played like crap. He struggled a little bit. A little bit? Dude, he was firing passes to the wrong jerseys the whole entire day. Whether they caught him or not, <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to know from our listeners, 435-339-0321, what is your state of feeling on this Saturday night's game? Like, you don't have to give us a prediction or score if you don't want to. Just our, for the first time in maybe, I don't know how long, Probably since Wake Forest in 19, but before that, I don't think I ever felt like this. I actually think we're going to beat Rolovich and the Cougars. I'm not even joking. So you never felt that way when the Aggies went to Wisconsin and when no, they went we to were USC? Gonna get we were going to get killed. Huh. We were going to get beat. Yeah, we weren't beating Wisconsin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Came down to an Aaron Field goal. Okay. We still lost. To it. I didn't say we were going to get killed. I just said we were going to lose. Oh, you said we we're gonna get killed. Okay, fine. I did say we we're gonna get killed, and we did like. Did we get beat like fifty nine to ten? Like we're gonna get later? killed. I never said we we're gonna get killed. Okay. I just said we get lose. Okay. Oh, listen to you, Mister uh, <laughs> Incriminating Audio Dude. Hello. Oh, hey. By the way, six three nine one texted into us and says, "By the way, marshmallow pies at Macy's in Providence in the black. I'm going to Macy's." Oh, uh, that's not the other one giving you hints. Two four zero nine Riverside Sinclair Station. Ah, has moon pies between yes. the soda dispenser and the coffee dispenser. Yeah. Coming through for me. Uh, eight zero zero three wants to meet you at the park and ride to switch cars. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you driving though? I just need to know what I'm getting in myself into. Um, hey, oh, do you know who I miss? I need to go see the card attic. I need to go up there and say hi to them because they listen to our show, and I never go say hi to them. I need to go say hi to the card attic. Speaking of cards, uh, we had somebody drop off some. Oh, really dude, yeah, cool four zero eight six. Yeah, and dropped off framed cards of Carl Malone and John Stockton. They're hanging up next to the jerseys now. Really cool. Thank you for that. That was really nice of you. We really appreciate it. It adds on uh, to our wonderful uh, little studio here that's building up to be something really neat, actually. I've enjoyed being able to to see, kind of walk in here, and we'll see a little bit more vibrant flavor that recognizes sports. Uh, 9315, here's how I feel Utah State. Okay. Uh, oh, here's how I feel. Our punctuation is not 9315's friend. Oh, dude. Are Here's you, how I feel. Why you got to be a jerk? Utah State 17, no. Washington 14. I'm assuming he means Washington State. Uh, and it will not be a heartbreaking game. Uh, <clears throat> if the Aggies win, wash, beat Washington State 17-14, yes, there will not be any heartbreak. Unless you feel bad for Nick Rolovich. Uh, 5662, Washington State isn't an SEC powerhouse. I think the Aggies have a legit chance to Me win too. this game. Me too. I do too. I really, I, I just have confidence in where Blake Anderson's got this team, just energetic wise. Now, mentally getting mentally prepared. 
Um, I I like our chances against the Cougars on Saturday night. Okay, but here's where I may have to temper my excitement. Go ahead, temper away. Throughout the building? No, just here. Not just, Well, not just here in the building, but throughout our entire radio airways. <laughs> my bad. There's not... There hasn't been a clear starting quarterback defined in spring or throughout all fall practice. Neither one of the guys has really stood out and has been consistent and been like, okay, with this dude, we're going to win games. It's not necessarily knock against either guy that, that they're bad. I think the Aggies can win games with either quarterback. But I understand, look, if there's been a bit of a battle going on, it's, it's strategically correct from a head coach to hold that close to his vest and say, we'll all find out Saturday night. Nick Rolovich, keep guessing. I'm not going to tell you who to spend more time viewing film on. But at the same time, I, I just we haven't really seen that one guy emerge. And does that bother you? Does that concern you? No, not at all. Washington State, from what I've been told, is in the midst of a four-quarterback race. Like four quarterbacks. Now, I don't know how much of that is smokescreen and saying, hey, look, we got a four quarterback race when really they're like, we know who our guy is. And I don't know how much of this is a smokescreen of coach, you know, being, hey, we got a two quarterback race. You know, Peasy looks looks good. And when really it's Logan Bonner, Logan Bonner, and then Logan Bonner. Yeah, but Ajay, you and I saw the scrimmages. Is he telling him to hold back in the scrimmage? No. It wasn't clear cut in the scrimmages. I could give a slight edge to Logan Bonner, but there are things that Peasley was doing that sustained drives and still made things happen as well. Mm. Uh, a couple texts came through. 5374. Aj, I hope my wife gave you a great haircut today. Worried about our ability to move the football through the air this weekend. We'll take care of the first part first. So I went to get my haircut. I sit down, and this incredibly angelic of a, uh, of a lady starts cutting my hair, and she's asking what I do for work. I kind of tell her. And then she's like, uh, you said you do a radio show? And I'm like, yeah. What do you do? And I'm like, I'm, I'm on the full court press. My husband listens to you all the time. They can text into your show, right? I'm like, yeah. Yep, he's always listening <laughs> to you guys. Uh, so first of all, 5374, you have an angelic gal. You out, absolutely outkicked your coverage on that wonderful person uh, that you uh, your better half. And second of all, uh, it was uh, thanks for listening to our show. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, worried about moving the ball through the air this weekend is an interesting stance. I'm worried about what it's going to look like on the ground. That's where I'm actually worried right now. Yeah, I think either quarterback can throw. I don't know that they can throw deep. I don't know if they can drive the ball deep. Um, and granted, the, the the scrimmage, the last scrimmage, there was wind that played a factor, but those balls kind of hung up there. But I, I think that there are, the wide receivers Utah State has, the, either quarterback, whomever it is, They've got some very talented wide receivers to yes. throw to. Yes, absolutely. I'm, so I'm not really worried about that. I am with you, though. My bigger concern is with what's the running situation going to look like because maybe even more disconcerting than not one quarterback standing above the other or separating from the other. We really haven't seen that with the running backs either. I think we've got some good running backs, but not either one of them, any of those four or five, has uh, really stood above the rest. And uh, look, in these situations, I know with confidence, you give the ball to that guy. In this situation, I know with confidence, you give it to that guy. And by the way, it's like Devontae Henry Cole is a no-go for the this chart. Saturday. 
tells you like how stacked that running back. Oh, maybe it's stacked and we just don't know it. Eight zero zero three and text into our show. Uh, okay, so if Vegas thinks the Aggies can score that many points, that means they don't think much of Washington State's or yeah, Washington State's defense. And from my eye test at the scrimmage, I liked what I saw defensively. Aggies thirty one, Washington State thirteen. I like that's that a confidence. great. Point. I love that. That is a great point. Utah yes. State. Def- I mean, we're spending a lot of time talking about the offense. We we really don't have questions about the defense. Uh, I, I think that defensive front. I think the linebackers, the secondary. There's a lot of experience and talent there. I think Utah State's going to get after it. Me too. Uh, let's see six, seven, eight, nine. If there isn't a clear winner in the quarterback race, it's usually not because they're both superstars. Like, shouldn't you be somewhat? And I, I'm going to go with six, seven, eight, nine here for a bit. Shouldn't you be worried if Logan Bonner hasn't came in and just absolutely drowned out everybody in this quarterback race? We should be a tad worried, shouldn't we? I don't know about that because I think that gives credit to Peasley for the work that he's putting in. Uh, and Coach has been very consistent with that. Yeah. that it, he, was, he wanted to make it very clear. Just because Logan Bonner was with Blake Anderson at Arkansas State doesn't mean automatically he's going to be the next quarterback at Utah State. That this is, I have to give Coach Anderson a lot of credit here. He's like, look, I'm going to make this a fair and honest race. Let the best man win. We will give the ball to the best guy that gives us the chance to win games. Two six zero three. What are we expecting from Washington State? More on that in just a moment. Hold tight. Two six zero three. On that thought, I'll get to you. Uh, he says Utah State thirty four twenty eight. I like that. I like it. I think we're going to put points up. I just wonder how. 9315, I thought I heard the coach say he'd rather have rested running backs, third and one running back that runs it the whole time but is tired. Am I right? He wants rested running backs, yeah. Yes, he uh, and Coach Tucker explained this to me as well. He'd rather have running backs with fewer touches but more yards per carry than fewer running backs uh, but also fewer yards per carry. So more more running backs – more yards per carry, basically, uh, so that when they come in, they're they're full strength, they're ready to go, they're going to push through and and hit it hard every time they get the ball, and then switch swap that guy out for another one. Four zero eight six, you are very welcome, and uh, a victory on Saturday. He thinks the QB will be Logan Bonner. He asked, "How much will we score on Saturday, and are we getting new uniforms?" I've heard something about the uniforms. I'm not allowed to say what. Uh, how much will we score Saturday? I I like two six zero three. I think around that 34-point range, It just in that. I don't think we score 40-plus, but I think it's in that mid-30s, early 30-part, 30 something like that. Um, Could be. I'm, I'm, I think my comfort, comfort level is high 20s, low 30s. Fair enough. Fair enough. 27 to 32 is kind of where I'm at. All right, let's get to some audio that you guys are wanting to hear on here. Is Coach Blake Anderson's opening statement as they get ready for the Washington State Cougars. Well, it's game week. It's time to go. So it, uh, you know, moved past fall camp, which I think we've we've had a good fall camp and we've grinded them pretty good. But uh, it, it's time to get on to opponent. Kids are tired of practicing against each other, which is typical at every fall camp in the country. Uh, ready to to play an opponent, whether we're ready or not. I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, but you, you kind of just got to go out and measure yourself and see what you're capable of doing. But I'm excited about the game. I think it's a great game for us. Uh, it's a big challenge. We we know that going in, but it's a, it's a challenge that uh, we're excited about. We, we're putting together a game plan 
to go up there and get a win uh, on the road uh, against a good opponent. And, and I think the kids have kind of wrapped their minds around uh, that that is possible. It is doable if we do the right things, we prepare the right way, and we go in and play our best ball. And that's what we're going to try to do this week. So we're uh, today's the day off for them. They needed it physically, trying to get some guys just you know healthier, fresh legs, all the above, trying to get into this first week. And then we'll get back at work tomorrow and, and work our way into uh, situational ball and final details of game plan as we get closer and closer to Saturday. And as we get closer and closer to Saturday, 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 gosh dang it. Uh, don't, Eric, I know you're looking I'm at me. Not, don't I'm do not, I'm not, no. As we get closer and closer to Saturday, we also wonder who the starting quarterback is. Al Lewis asked about the starting quarterback, and here's Coach Anderson on that. Well, I can say, I'm not going to say. How about that? Um, you know, we're, we're still we're still in a quarterback competition. We're trying to be as fair and transparent and deliberate as we can be. We've had great conversations with both young men. They've both done phenomenal jobs trying not to hold the injury against uh, Logan. You know, he didn't he didn't mean to break a bone in his foot. He didn't want to miss the reps that he did. We're just trying to give him every opportunity to really, number one, be healthy, which he is, but also catch up on the reps that he missed. At the same time, we're trying to be uh, just as fair with, with Peasley, who had a phenomenal spring, maybe as good a summer as we've had a – as a player, not just quarterback, just player have and uh, that I've had, I've been around and just how he worked and the time he spent and just the improvements that he made. So, I mean, I think we're really in a, in a, in a really good space. And the fact that we got two guys that can both lead our team effectively, we just want to make sure we make the right choice as to who that's going to be uh, in, in the long term. And so um, there's a chance that we, we name a guy before Saturday. There's a very real chance that both play. We let live football kind of dictate where we head from there. Uh, I feel like we're we're this is bigger than one game. Honestly, it's it's bigger than one game or one person. So we want to make sure we got the right guy leading the program for the future, for the rest of the season. And so not going to rush it. And, and that could be a game time decision, or it could be a result of how these guys handle live action on game day. So we'll we'll just have to play it one day at a time. And with that, uh, Al then asked about, and I have to play this comment too because it rings right along with what he just said about the quarterback situation, is do you have a system developed for if you decide to play both quarterbacks in one game? And here's uh, Coach Anderson's answer to that. You know, I've obviously been through that. Played two guys last year kind of due to COVID. Bonner was part of that, and he still played at a really high level. Uh, had to play two quarterbacks pretty consistently. Uh, one of the two years I was at Carolina due to – injury of one of the two quarterbacks. It is not something I'd like to do for an extended period of time, but it is something that we've had limited success with uh, in spurts. I, I do believe we're looking for a starter. We, we want a guy that, that everybody can rally around that can lead. Now, does that mean we wouldn't still use some packages for whoever ends up being the number two? Uh, that is always on the table, and there may be some things that, that uh, whoever that is can bring to the table that helps us be better. So I do think we're going to end up with one quarterback at some point in the very near future. Just not exactly sure that I want to rush that. I want to make sure it's the right guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. I <laughs> so do we have a quarterback or are we, uh, are we, are we still looking for one? Um, like he said, the near future, but he doesn't want to rush it. <laughs> so how near are we talking about then? Well, look, and he also reminds us that Logan Bonner had a foot problem. Yeah. And uh, we didn't see him in the spring. 
Yeah. And so he's he was spending time getting healthy and being away from the game and then uh, trying to get caught up and get to know who his players are offensively, defensively. And uh, this is a different coaching staff for him. So, yeah, th- there's a lot that uh, a lot more to go into than just who's the most talented quarterback. It's both guys trying to get to the up to speed with a new system and and being healthy too. Uh, really quickly, a couple of texts that came through. 0737, Eric, can you help me on this one? What is a skinny on DHC? His recent tweet was a bit cryptic. Do you follow him on Twitter? What did he say? Um, I don't know what he said on Twitter. I might follow him, but I don't know. There's hmm, have to help me out there. Yeah, I don't and I don't know what the situation is on him. I'm not sure what exactly is going on. From what I understand, there's an injury uh situation. That's why he's not available. We've seen him in practice. We saw him at the scrimmage. Uh but um, those are closed, closed practices to us, yeah. to us. So if something happened since the last scrimmage, you know, I don't know. Uh, 2603, the game will be on the Pac-12 network to be able to watch it on. 8003 says, I think come Monday afternoon, the key stat that will be discussed is yards after catch. I think Aggies will be throwing in the flat screens and short slants and across the middle. I don't feel there will be any deep balls or many deep balls except to keep the defense honest. Look, I love anything short because... Jordan Nathan, Devin Tompkins, Kyle Van Leeuwen, Justin McGriff can all get off the ball really well. I think if they make precise, sharp cuts that sell the route, I think that will give them, you know, create space and advantage. So that'd be great. If I mean, if that's what we're doing, fine. Just move the ball, trickle it downfield. And, uh, yeah, if that's what's going to do to put points on the board, then by all means, let's do it. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. It doesn't have to be all in bunches. Yep. All right, it's time to call for our Bread and Butter Play of the Week, presented by Old Griff's Mill. Here's the Delio Cheerio. Uh, after the post game on, or excuse me, during the post game on what Friday night? On Friday uh, in Idaho. John Newbold uh, announced a Bread and Butter Play of the Game. What is that Bread and Butter Play of the Game? Call in at four three five seven five two one zero six nine to get win four loaves of Old Griff's Mill bread. Again, four three five seven five two one zero six nine. This is the herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team, or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky, and he is Michael Jordan, and. Um... He's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. 
Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers, and Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Congratulations to Fred Durst, who wins the Old Grismill Bread and Butter Play of the Game, which was a Davis fumble recovery in the third quarter with about 10-12 left. Davis Hall uh, had that fumble recovery, but yet Skyview gets absolutely just drenched by Rigby Idaho Trojans in a rout, their first regular season loss in three years. But Fred Durst got four loaves of Old Grismill Bread out of it for free. Don't forget our Old Gristmill Bread and Butter Play of the Game is presented by Old Gristmill, and we announce it every Monday at 5.15. We usually ask for a call-in. Uh, that uh, play is announced by John Newble during its post-game on this very sa- on this very station, home of the Skyview Bobcats. Aggies, get ready for the Washington State Cougars. 9 o'clock, Mountain Time. Pre-game, 8 o'clock with Al Lewis and Co. Uh, we talked a little bit about the quarterback situation. Coach is not announcing who the quarterback is going to be, or at least he's saying he's not sure yet. He says it's calling he's calling it a quarterback competition, quote-unquote. But he's excited about having football here and being in week one. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what he talks about here, being asked about just after all the long work and all the long days and recruiting and such to finally have week one and getting ready for Washington State. Well, I don't know about you, but that's the fastest eight months I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's a blur when you consider uh, when we got here to what, what we're up against this week. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed every, every minute. It, it's time to play now. You put all that other stuff kind of beside and, and really just focus on the task at hand. Um, pass the point of getting to know the kids. Feel like they're, you know, feel like they're our kids. Feel like it's our locker room. They've bought into what we are teaching and have really tried to give us everything we've asked. Got great relationships being built across the board. Now it's just about going out and finding out what kind of team do we really have? What do we look like against an opponent? Can we be consistent on a weekly basis? So that's where the energy's focused and that's where the excitement comes from, the opportunity to go out and play. Opportunity to go out and play. And I think, Eric, the biggest thing we've heard about this time and time and time again, over and over and over again from players and coaches all along on this staff and on this team is we want to be here. We are having fun. This is fun for us. We forgot what having fun on a football team in Division One was like. Oh, yeah. And now they're back at it, and they just they're salivating over it now. They can't wait to go play football now. Yeah, that's it. They're, they're excited to hit somebody else. Um, but they're having fun playing football. Uh, they're having fun with their coaches. Uh, they, they're excited to go out and, and show what this team's really all about. There are a lot of doubters out there, as we've talked about. National doubters and even some within this state um, that they're not giving this team any credit whatsoever. And they're out to prove them wrong. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 2603 Bobby texted in and said, Hey, for the record, 
Skype, you should not hang their heads. Rigby was huge and a very good football team. I heard something similar. I heard they had some big boys, especially on that front line, that were just massive. So, mm. all right. Okay. Uh, you know what? And you know what? Skyby's going to be okay. They're going to bounce back. They are. That yeah, team, they're still a good team. Yeah, one loss is not to find what that Skyby no. team is by any means of the stretch. Uh, let's continue on with uh, with uh, Coach Blake Anderson. A uh, couple people have asked about, or I guess one particular person asked about, what do we know about Washington State? Well, here's Coach Anderson on Washington State's offensive system. I think if what would you see us working against? You're seeing the pistol. You're seeing spread. Uh, you know the base kind of formations and concepts that they've typically kind of hung their hat on. But then we also work against a spread team every day. So I think there's some residual benefit from playing against a up tempo spread team. Hoping that on Saturday the game slows down a little bit. That maybe they don't operate quite at the pace we do. Hoping that there's uh, split-wise and alignment-wise and just some of the concepts that tend to carry over for most spread teams, hopefully all those reps that we've had both spring and fall are going to play into our favor. There's still going to be some subtle things that are unique, and those are the things you just have to rally behind, and, and hopefully you play sound ball and you're able to maybe make a couple of sideline adjustments, halftime adjustments, so they don't they don't create – huge issues for you. You can you can hopefully make those in-game adjustments and and attack the the specifics of what they do offensively. Sounds like a Nick Rolovich system to me if you ask. Yeah, and <laughs> the only the only problem here is that this is a coaching staff that's not used to going up against Nick Rolovich. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh and the other part of it is the passing offense and here is uh uh coach Anderson in regards of just the receivers and how good they can be um and I just had it too. Doggone it! There it is. Uh, they're two. They have two standout wide receivers, and Coach Anderson talks about them. It's going to be a great test. Uh, they're going to try to. That is not what I'm looking for. Justin Rice, a hold tight, buddy. I'll get to you in a bit. Here is again Coach Blake Anderson on the wide receivers for Washington State. Well, Harris is the one that stands out right now. Now, I know if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of their other key wideouts is out with an ACL, so I'm not exactly sure how they're filling in the gaps there. But Harris has really stood out, now, not a ton of catches, but but has that ability, very similar to DT for us, uh, electric in space. And I, I would expect them to try to get him the ball in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, the ability to move him around, get him in the slot, matched up uh, in a place where maybe he's the quicker of the two. We're, we're going to do a great job of tackling in space. And, and I think that's the thing about spread offense is it puts you in one-on-ones, in grass, where if you don't tackle well, you get exposed. Hopefully we can we can do a great job of just rallying a lot of hats to the ball and eliminate the big, big play. And then, of course, on just not just their passing game can be good, but the running backs, too, are, uh, are, are decent, and they're led by Max Borgie, and uh, here's Coach Anderson on him. Yeah, he, he can play, there's no doubt. Physical uh, runner, I know he missed some time, but we just expect him to come in at his very, very best. I think even more importantly, than him is just how experienced and how big they are up front on the old line. Uh, I mean, I, I know there's one one young man that's going to be playing that has had limited snaps, but the best the rest of those guys have been playing for quite a while, a lot of snaps, big, long, physical. So that makes uh, that makes our job up front really, really difficult. Clearly, he's talented, and, and you're going to have to do a great job tackling him in one on one space because he's so physical. But I do think it starts up front for them. Uh, on both sides, and, and the experience level that they have is is something that you know 
we just don't have right now. We got a lot of guys playing some of their first ball, and we're going to have to grow up very, very quickly. Boy, that's uh, – I mean, it sounds like they have a challenging offense just based that they can – if they can de- develop a passing and a running game that is balanced, Washington State could be very good. But, again, I just love the experience and talent we got on our defensive side of the ball. I am just obsessed with it, Eric. <laughs> well, that secondary is going to be tested, and this will be a really good test to see how good they really are. Um, this is uh, uh, you know, Washington State under Mike Leach, and as Rolovich is trying to continue that, is um, known to be more of an offensive-minded team than a defensive-minded team. So that's where this game really could be won or lost, is how well Utah State can be disruptive and uh, get after whichever quarterback tends to be the one that takes the the snaps for, for Washington State. Um, but if they can do that, Ajay, I think the Aggies are going to be in this game. Me too. If they can be disruptive and hold their own defensively, USU is going to have a real legit shot in this one. If not, to uh, come away with the victory over into Power 5 team on the road, which they've not been able to do. 9315 is Washington State coach brought things with him from his last gig of Hawaii. I would say the passing game is really the most emphatic thing that he's brought with him. And like you said, he's he's more of a def- or to me offensive-minded guy when it comes to football. And so he, he takes that Hawaii passing game, and he's brought out a spread formation sort of thing. You'll see it a lot against the Utah State Aggies. And like you said, it's it's a good challenge for the defensive backs. We're going to find out how good these guys and how much they've learned from this new coaching staff. Well, and those uh, the, those running backs, or excuse me, the linebackers, are they going to be in – how much are they going to be used in, in pass support? How much will they be able to get in there and be disruptive to the quarterback and what he's trying to do? Perfect segue. Here's Justin Rice. This is going to be a great test. Uh, they're going to try to put speed in space. Uh, they're trying to get their athletes against our athletes, and they're trying to go one-on-one almost every single play. So the running back is very good. Um, it'll be a good test for us in the box, along with their wide receivers. They're going to try to get the balls to their wide receivers in space and have them work against our DB. So it'll be a great test of our tackling and effort and running to the ball to try to create turnovers. They're going to need to create turnovers too. You need to at least have one maybe one turnover per half to help maybe keep that game close or swing it your way in your favor. They're going to need at least two in this game against a good Washington State offense and then hope that your offense can keep pace or develop productive drives that result in points, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown one way or another. Yeah, no, I agree. and that, that those, those are real momentum plays. Uh, and when you're on the road against a Power 5 school, you need every momentum play you can get. And here is Justin Rice just on the uh, on the Washington State Cougars offense. Maybe. You know, playing at a bunch of different schools, I had the uh, opportunity to play against the head coach and um, kind of the scheme he runs. So uh, we've been really uh, focusing on the type of passing schemes they really throw at you and then the little run variations that they have uh, just to throw you off, just to keep you honest. So um, they're definitely going to try to pass first, and uh, we've got a good game plan to take care of that, and uh, we're trying to get after quarterback. It's true. Yeah, when he was in Fresno State, he saw Hawaii all the time. So uh, while this this coaching staff may not be as familiar with Hawaii, there are a good number of these players who are, and uh, they're familiar with Nick Rolovich and how he likes to roll the dice on some plays and um, how they like to sling the ball all over the place. So uh, this this is a team that, while there may not be that experience with the coaches, there is that experience with the players, especially with key leadership positions where these players – Look, they speak up and they they help the coaches as much as anybody uh, get the team ready to go. Uh, and then here is on the other side of the ball, their defense for Washington State is can be aggressive. Uh, all of them can be aggressive. In fact, Coach Anderson, to him, that's what stands out the most. 
Well, I don't think they're afraid to get up in your face. They've got two six-foot-two corners. Uh, would not surprise me if they're up in our face playing press coverage. There's a junior or senior or redshirt junior and senior at all 11 positions with one of the best linebackers that we're going to likely see all year long in Woods. So uh, it would not surprise me if they are up in our face, you know, really just very competitive, very aggressive style of defense. And we're going to have to be able to win in one-on-one situations to have a, have a good day offensively. Pretty clear cut and try. Yep. And, and, and that was the thing last year, Eric, if I remember right, didn't our receivers have a tough time getting separation on just simple one-on-one matchups? Uh, there were a good number of, yeah, situations where they just, they weren't physical enough to break free, to create space. Uh, there were some issues. There were a lot of issues last year, though, AJ. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, and then here is uh, Devin Tompkins, who also was a part of the uh, weekly press conference this week, uh, on what the atmosphere has been like within the team, just within the locker room and the culture also as well. Here is Devin Tompkins on that. Going into the portal, you know, like there was, like as you guys know, last year there was just a lot of different things happening, you know, with coaching changes and things like that. And, you know, just from being here from the, from the first year I've been here at Utah State, I've dealt with a lot of, uh, coaching coaching changes you know this is my third head coach so um I've just really learned throughout this process to really be adaptable to be uh able to adapt to you know whatever whatever style of philosophy that um each coach brings in you know you kind of just gotta buy into the buy into with their program you know and that's really the the biggest thing I think that is uh important for you know being able to handle something like this and um just as an offense you know like I'm really excited to be in this offense it's similar to the one we ran a little bit back in 2018 when it was fast paced. So I'd say there's more freedom with this one than there is than the last one. I'm really excited to uh, be back in that, you know, and wear teams down. There That's was, exciting. There's a little bit more freedom in this offense than the last one. And what I did is I took the comment because Alad asked a follow-up question of, you said the offense was similar. How is it different? And then he's like, well, and he like pan, deadpan face, not even joking, no grins or anything. We have more freedom this year. That was it. That's all he said. Maybe there's a reason those wide receivers were not getting a lot of separation. Amen. It helps when you have a quarterback who can get you the ball, too. Uh, so with that and the atmosphere being on what it is now, here is Coach Anderson. This is kind of an interesting answer, actually, because there uh, he's asked about you know what he's uh, you know learning about his team and whatever, and he says they have not really watched a lot of Washington State film because he's focused on his team right now. No, this is about us. I, I, to be honest with you, you're going to think I'm crazy. I have not spent a whole lot of time worrying about Washington State. I'm worried about us at this point. I want to make sure we have our best team ready to go, uh, try to fix our issues. In every first game of the season, every bit of the opponent work you put in is guesswork. Anything can change over the offseason. They can play anybody they want to. They can change scheme. They can change anything. So we really just need to focus on us and what we need for a bigger picture of the future. You know, it's a long season. And, and we want to make sure that we've been, uh, we've been very, very thoughtful about who we're going to let lead the program and no bigger decision than who the quarterback's going to be. I'll give you 20 bucks if you can get him to just repeat a phrase from him. <laughs> From the former president. Uh, 9995. I didn't know Bill Clinton was the coach. Yes, if you close your eyes and just listen to Blake Anderson speak, he does sound a lot like the former president, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I, just, I just want him to voice something for us just to hear it. <laughs> oh, shoot. 
and then, uh, of course, one more thing, and then we'll go to break here. But uh, also, Justin Rice. Look, the guys, he was at Fresno. They went to Arkansas State. He went in there. He was fat. He was out of shape. He looked lost. Now he's at Utah State, and he just sounds like he's more energetic to go out and play football. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. The This group of guys have been working really hard all spring, all summer, all fall camp. So we're just ready to go out there and uh, show what we've been working on. He's confident, too. By the way, listen to his press conference. That guy is confident that that defense is going to be able to get the job done. They just need the offense to do their part. Yeah, look, this this it's a it's a team that's littered with Pac-12 and, and Power 5 conference talent, especially on that defense. These are guys. Some of these guys have been to Pullman before. These are guys that have played against these guys in other situations and other venues in different environments. They know what it takes, and this is a this is a defensive side of the ball that, Aj, there's questions about the offense. It's key positions. We're not having those debates about the other side of the ball at all. Not at all. I mean, that defensive front, the linebackers, the secondary. There's a lot of talent back there. I don't know if I'm going to say it's the best defense that we've ever seen out of Utah State because we've seen some really, really good defenses before in Gary Anderson's first tenure. Um, but I think this is going to be a, a really solid defense. I'm with you as well. I, I think we're going to have some fun watching this defense. Uh, put some helmets on heads and uh, hopefully uh, bring out some energy. I think that's what people – you know, people like to come see, you know, your team put up 56 points or whatever, but people love to see when the defense can force turnovers and hit some others hard. So we'll see how that goes. Again, game time at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. You'll see it on the Pac-12 Network pregame with Al Lewis and co. That will be on 610 AM KVNU. One hour before game time, and they'll have a postgame as well. You're listening to the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30 plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality. Of it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Logan, USU students. We hope you love it here and encourage you to support support our community by shopping local. An easy way to do this is to pick up a copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. This contest recognizes the top two businesses in nearly 200 categories, voted on by you, the consumer. It's the contest every business wants to win. Pick up your free copy at a number of locations around town, including Lee's Marketplace, Al Sporting Goods, Beehive Grill, and Angie's, or go to bestofnorthernutah.com. Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. 
Saturday, September 11th is the National Day of Service and Remembrance, a chance to help others in tribute to those killed and injured on September 11th, 2001. To mark the day, everyone is invited to help clean headstones and memorials throughout our local cemeteries. We need volunteers from families, individuals, churches, and the community. This project is suitable for all ages, Saturday, September 11th, beginning at 9 a.m. Go to JustServe.org, enter your zip code, and search for National Day of Service and Remembrance. It's time to plan your fall home improvement project. You've had ideas on how to spruce up your outdoor space, and nothing is better than a smooth surface to party on. Castellite in Logan has pavers you can install yourself. But if you're not sure how to do it, their in-house professionals can teach you how to do it right. With Castellite, you can turn your outdoor living space into the entertainment capital of the neighborhood. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I like, I mean, they're both, they're both some dogs, you know, they both can play really good. Um, I think they both uh, have, have a, a, like a different strength in each other. So for Peasley, for example, you know, he can use his legs really well. You know, he's a fast and he can get down the field and like make those big plays with his legs. And he does. He still has a good ball too, a great ball. And Logan's more of a pocket passer, but he, you know, he's he's accurate with his pocket passing and stuff. So, you know, they both bring something different to the table. And honestly, I, uh, it doesn't really matter to me who's back there. At the end of the day, you know, we catch balls from both of them every single day. So, it's just what we do. I don't know what the song was, but that was that was awesome. I was trying to understand the underlying message you're trying to portray there. Song's called Happy Trails. Yeah, Happy Trails to You. So somebody's going away. Yeah. And then you hear Devin Tompkins. Dallin's going to be gone. I just thought, you know, Happy Talking trails. about the quarterback battle. Like, Are we saying goodbye? Are we, are we done with one? We just don't know yet? I Maybe we are. Who knows? I don't know. You know things that you don't always tell people about. I, you're told to keep your mouth shut sometimes, and so I'm keeping my mouth shut sometimes. And so you drop little hints like Happy Trails? I love that song. I used to be a big fan of that song when I was young. You just said you don't even know what song it was. Uh, I didn't know until I re-looked it up again. I remembered. I just Back when you were a, a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? Yeah. I, st- I probably was wearing the jersey. Back in those days? Yeah. Absolutely. Mike Allstott jersey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Bono, Steve Young. Yeah, nine three one five. I think there is some player that we're all ready at Utah State that could go and play starting positions at Power Five teams. Justin Rice. I think he'd go play for a Power Five team. Yeah, I, I think there's. I think Devin Tompkins. I put Devin Tompkins on that. Uh, I think there's a number of players at Utah State who could be starters on a Power Five school right now. Yeah, I definitely do, too. I'd be with you on that one. Hey, uh, we got to really quickly look at the NFL weekend. We uh, haven't had a chance to talk. Uh, Jordan Love, after his weekend, uh, they get shut out by the Bills 19-0. How worried were you about not scoring any points and him being the starting quarterback? By the way, he goes in uh, 12 of 18, 149 yards, no touchdowns, and he had one really horrendous interception. Uh, really, really bad throw. He was he, off balance, threw off his back foot, got it picked off. Just stuff you won't get away with in the NFL. Uh, Josh Allen, his uh, counterpart and former Wyoming Cowboy, 20-26 for 
for 194, two touchdowns, no picks. He's, he's, he's a great NFL quarterback. Yep, sure is. He's doing great things there in Buffalo. Uh, here's what Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, said about Jordan Love. I think for the most part, he's done a nice job. Certainly, these are teachable moments, and I think you have to experience those and go through those in a game setting to really learn from them. So I'm pretty certain that he will learn from those mistakes, and hopefully he doesn't repeat them. Yeah, don't throw off your back foot. I think that's about as all. I mean, they're going to look at that film, and, and Jordan, knowing, Jordan knowing Jordan is going to eat himself alive for throwing that ball. Should have never been thrown. Right, because he stumbles a little bit after the snap. He's a little off balance, and he throws it into the end zone, and it gets picked off. Yeah, that he was did. Bad. He fumbled once. He was able to recover it, uh, but he played through the third quarter. That was something that we were going to see. Like when, like how many snaps would Jordan Love really get? Because mm-hmm. Buffalo was saying was indicating that they were going to play a lot of their starters early in the game. So we would see Jordan Love against a legit NFL defense. In the first part of the game. And he moved the ball a little bit, but didn't get into the end zone, turned it over. But at the end of the day, this this Packers coaching staff is still pleased with how he's developing. If Jordan Love was supposed to be the starter in week one for Green Bay, we would all be having very different conversations about where he's at. It's true. But look, this is a guy that this was... He's only had two preseason games. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play against other people in live ball situations, but they still seem pleased with the progress that he is making. He's not intended to be the starter right now, so they're okay. Hey, 1570 asked a good question. Uh, Who would would you take, Jordan Love or Chucky Keaton? I feel like Chucky was a, a better overall player with some Heisman talk. Here's the thing. Is that when he got the Heisman talk, he played like crap. Same as Jordan Love. I take Jordan Love. Chucky, Chucky was good, but he had incredible talent around him. I thought Jordan by himself was incredible talent. Period. Ooh, uh, Chucky, the better scrambler. Yes. Um, I think Chucky was more of a vocal leader. Yep. Jordan wasn't really. He's not a vocal guy. He's, he's not a big emotional guy. Nope. And for, I know that bothers some people, but really that's to his credit. He doesn't get up he doesn't too high. He doesn't get down. If a bad play happens, he doesn't crumble. Yeah, you get the same. You get the same expression no matter what. Yeah, he's even killed. So I think I'd probably take Jordan. I take Jordan too. Bigger arm, better arm. Probably a little more accurate. Probably just and and. Chucky was robbed of of his potential because of injuries too. I would agree to that. If he stays healthy, he's probably a better quarterback. I would agree, um, but I don't know. I just I was always impressed watching Jordan Ball throw a ball. Jordan Love throw a ball. Sorry, effortless. Oh, dude, and I, it would just it was bomb. Stupid. It would just oh, sail, and it was it wasn't a duck either. It was a straight no. spiral. Yes, <laughs> that thing was beautiful. Yes, I'll take Jordan Love. Uh, we need to take a break and come back. We'll wrap up the full court press here on 106.9 The Fan. The Aggies, the Jets. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was fun. Shut up, Eric. What in the world is going on with this thing? Okay, we're going to take a break now. Do, do I need to come over and take control? Oh, don't touch me. 
Hey, are you looking for a way to get back to your community? Join the United Way of Cache Valley for the annual Day of Caring, Thursday, September 9th, the Willow Park Pavilion, beginning at 9 a.m. Be a part of the United Way and their commitment to unite the caring power of Cache Valley to better the lives of the individuals in our area. You can make a difference. A Day of Caring with the United Way of Cache Valley, September 9th. Sign up at unitedwayofcashevalley.org or justserve.org. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. The health insurance marketplace has reopened. This special enrollment period is available to everyone. If you have been adversely affected by COVID, lost coverage, need to make a change, or simply want to enroll, now is the time we can help. Call 752-9493 to find out how much you could save. More tax credits are being offered. Greater cost sharing and coverage could start as soon as the first. Go to lssins.com or call 752 752- 9493 Press, Eric Franz and here on 1069 The Fan. Don't forget if you want to hear more and hear it in its entirety from Coach Anderson, from Devin Tompkins, from Justin Rice, go to our website 1069thefan.com. It's available there or wherever you, uh, if you're into podcasts, then we podcast every show and we podcast all of our interviews too. 1570 wants to get spicy with us. So here's a question, man. Who's the best QB to come out of Utah State? I'm still saying Jordan Love. Anthony Calvillo. God, he was good. Why? Okay, so if he was so good, why didn't he play in the NFL? Someone explained that to me. Was Okay, so is he the J.C. Carroll? Great overseas because he played in the Canada Football League or whatever, wasn't it? Right, and set a bunch of records there. Yeah, and won a few championships. Uh, so I guess not overseas, but you know, across the state borderline. Uh, and then J.C. Carroll went to Spain and was incredible, one of the greatest ever, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That said, yeah, to be in Spain and play basketball there. Like, if they were so good there, why couldn't they play in the pros here? Can I just I just need help explaining this somewhat from somebody. I don't know. Someone I mean, help me. Uh I mean I, I would inclined to say Calvillo, but I think you have to also discuss Eric Hipple. He has to be in that discussion. Yeah. Because he played a good long career, successful career with the Lions, taking them in the fourth round. Hmm. But sometimes it's like your style of play sometimes works better in a certain league based on their rules and how the other players there play the game. Yeah. Because some styles, it's more of a freedom of movement. Did you get to see Anthony Cavill play? Uh, I'll be honest. I'm sure I watched him. But, you but when I was a young pup, I wasn't yeah, really dude. paying attention to that stuff. Yeah, I got you. I was like, where's the popcorn and the hot dogs? Yeah. Dad kind of have that foam finger. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been me too. Uh, and I know... Some people might squawk at me for this, for asking you this. Do you think Riley Nielsen would have been in that category if he would have stayed at Utah State or no? 
hard to know. He had that one nice win against Fresno State, but he was in part of such a bad era. Yeah. If he came back, would it have been different? Who knows? I, he was a gamer. I have to give him credit. I mean, he made things happen. But would he be in that same discussion? Uh, it's hard to know. I I don't know. I, I'm going to say join. I just I never saw a guy do it with such, again, just no effort in throwing a football. I mean, he just made it look so easy. Um. I wish his senior year would have turned out better than it was. I mean, he had some rough games, BYU, LSU. Boise State was really rough on him. Air Force was bad for him. Uh, the, I mean, the, the list just goes on his senior year. The bowl game, he puts up 42 points, and he actually plays really well. His defense can't tackle a, a, a lawn chair, though, which was amazing. Just how much, to give up 52 points from that defense was so bad. So, man, this could be the first good defense we've had since 18. Because 19's defense wasn't good. 20's defense was horrible. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, I'll give you that. So I'll, I will give you that. That 18 defense was good. Yeah. Oh, they were. All oh, they were awesome. All oh, they were awesome. John Trail Rockamore. Oh, dude, that that defense was so mean and so nasty. Deep and I think, I think we're getting back to that. By the way, I really do. I think we're getting back to that nastiness of this defense. So yeah, I like the players. That Utah State has on defense. I think they got some real dudes there that like to go out and wreak some havoc. All right. So if you guys want to find any of our audio, go to 1069thefan.com. It's from all of Utah State, Devin Tompkins, and so on and so forth. Uh, meanwhile, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Tomorrow, we'll have the stat and player of the week.